Hey everyone, podcast engineer Randall Lawrence here with a big announcement for y'all. Control Yourself, a showcase of funny, is now part of the River City Podcast Federation, a network of podcasts ranging from live comedy showcases such as Control Yourself, to Harry Potter Fan Theory with Rim of Requirement 237, sketch comedy and Portland comedian interviews on Carnival, bad product pitches with the Hosey Hustle, music and comedy on This Might Be Good, and many, many more. You can find all of our awesome podcasts on our brand new website, RiverCityPodcastFederation.com. This episode of Control Yourself is brought to you by Audible. Now, if you're like me and you do a lot of driving or mindless office work and you don't have time to actually pick up a book or Kindle or iPad, check out Audible and get great titles like Seriously, I'm Kidding by Ellen DeGeneres, The Girl with the Lower Back Tattoo by Amy Schumer. There are thousands upon thousands of great titles by comedians like my personal favorite, George Carlin, Tina Fey. There's a lot of them on there. And if comedy really isn't your thing, well, I mean, I know that it is because you're listening to Joanne Schindler's live comedy showcase, but just in case it's not, there are books on books on books like the entire Harry Potter series or the awesome pseudo kids book, Go the Fuck to Sleep. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash control, you'll get a free audiobook download. That's audibletrial.com forward slash control. Do it right now. Actually, you know what? Wait until you're done with this podcast and then go do it. Okay. All right. Enjoy the show. Control for me. I want someone else to say my name this time. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys so fucking much for being here. Uh, honest to God, round of applause for yourselves. Thank you. Uh, real quick, uh, clap if you've been here before. Nice. Clap if this is your first time. Welcome. I'm so good at marketing. That's dope. That's dope. Um, sweet. If you're standing, there's a little pocket. We, we are recording this on the thing, but there's a little pocket. Feel free to fill in and stand around there. Jam in like, sorry, who cares? It's fine. Welcome. This is great. I, oh, man. Three years. Three years of losing my mind here. Sundays. Just literally yelling. Just like free writing in the diary in the morning, memorizing it, coming here, telling you all about it. That's how easy this job is. That's all it takes. Um, and I'm doing quite well at it, you know? Thank you. I, it's been a weird, it's been weird post-election stuff. It's been weird, we're still talking about it, it's fine. And I legitimately, not that I, not that many people know this, but Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, the election night, so distraught over it, Wednesday morning, quit my job because I didn't want to work for a shitty mail anymore. <laughs> Swear to God. I was like, I'm putting my fucking foot down. I'm never working for a dude ever motherfucking again. And I just did it. And then I haven't been. And so I've been like sole proprietor 
on my own with this and comedy. And so people are like, oh, full-time comedy. I'm like, yeah, if you want to say it that way, that's fine. It sounds better than full-time credit card, you know? We'll figure it out. God, so stupid. We are celebrating three years. I know that um, I, I, it's my time. I called a birthday. I've never called it an anniversary. I've always called it a birthday party of this show because I think it sounds more cute. But I was like, I totally, I'm like dressed up like I'm like the toddler's like single mom that's like looking the fuck at the party. <laughs> None of you stood up? Okay, cool. One second. It's totally fine. I don't know, 2017 though. 2017 New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolution. I'm I'm making a New Year's resolution 2017. I'm building a wall around my negativity. Yeah. <laughs> Just blocking it. And someone goes, oh, don't don't feel bad. I'm hoping a Mexican will penetrate it. So <laughs> I'm lonely and non-discriminatory, okay? <laughs> Does anyone have a New Year's resolution they want to shout out? No one? Y'all secret resolutions? Like, I'm finally going to get my AIDS cured. I don't know. More gravy? You want to eat more gravy? You want to make more gravy? Both. That's literally... You guys are my friends, and this is something we could talk about not in public, if you want to. Come over later. We'll talk about gravy. Are you going to make it spicy? I knew it. <laughs> I'm just going to curry up that gravy. Anyone else that I don't know have, have a New Year's res? You guys, part of this job is practicing crowd work, and you all are fucking this up for me. <laughs> We've, uh, Julie, we've already heard from you. <laughs> okay, well now this is just feels like our living room, so that's fine. That's why I do this. That's why I come out here. Well, fine. 2017, I started my morning, you know, with uh, some online shopping. And by that, I mean dating. <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds cliche, but my eggs are rapidly dying, and I just want another pregnancy scare before they go. That's it. <laughs> Fine. I identify as a person of singleness. <laughs> That's my brand. It's roaming around. And it's hard going home for the holidays. I normally don't go home. I did this year. But I don't go home because it's hard to go home as a single person in your 30s and people are like, <laughs> still? And then you have to say yes. But I figured out why I get broken up with all the time. I figured it out. I think it's because I'm so good at bartering. I'm fucking dope at it. Perfect example. I was seeing this dude for two years. He popped the big question via text message. Yeah, second time in my life this has happened to me. Second, two. The big question. So incoming text. Hey, Joanne, can we do anal? <laughs> and I popped back. Hey, babe, can I meet your mom? 
Because we both know the answer is no, and I'm a businesswoman, okay? <laughs> Fucking great at bartering. We never saw each other again. <laughs> we never did. It's okay. I am getting older. I am 30, and I, it never bothers me. I wasn't bothered by it until I went to a doctor's appointment. Uh, Planned Parenthood all the way. I don't have health care and or a job, so that's why I go there. Side note, gentlemen, you can go too, okay? Did you know that you can go to Planned Parenthood, you just go there, just wipe your dick down, they'll just wet nap your dick for you. You should go do that. <laughs> Ladies, we're keeping our jewels polished for you guys. You guys fucking do it too. Like an HPV brosives, whatever. <laughs> your shit might. And while I'm on the topic, you bring the condom, okay? You bring it, right? Do you hear, gentlemen, do you hear all those ladies in this audience screaming? God, I am so, like, you have the dick. I'm so tired of driving men to my house and they're like, do you have the condom? I'm like, God damn it. Like, do I have to do everything? Still get paid less? Sure. To think for you? So dumb. No, condom. Grow up. I was at the lady doc. I was at the doc appointment, right? And we were, it's, it, was a, it was an annual exam, so it was just a routine stuff. And so she's typing at her computer, you know, and I'm sitting there in a papered gown like a princess. And she goes, she goes, Joanne, do you give yourself breast exams? You're 30. You should start doing that. And I was like, oh, actually, I don't know how to do that. I should Google it. And she goes, I'll give you a pamphlet, but really, you're 30. You should start doing it. And I've never been viscerally offended by the word 30 ever in my life until that moment. And I just was, like, shocked by it. And I just looked down because I like, couldn't, like, I, like, blacked out. Looked down and I just like was looking at the hazardous waste bin and I like for some reason envisioned myself like projectile vomiting into this hazardous waste bin and then like but like hard enough where like the syringes would come back and like hit me in the eye and then they called me like AIDS for eyes you know and I was like like they'd have to name new safety goggles after me like that's that's how much that word got to me. And then I started laughing because that's how my brain works, thinking about AIDS for eyes. Like, that is where my brain went. So I started laughing, and she goes, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I just never really been, like, struck by being called 30 before. And she goes, oh, babe, I get it. I'm 32. I'm like, and you're a doctor! <laughs> and I'm sitting here pantsless. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't want to be old. Whatever. I do love Planned Parenthood. I do love Planned Parenthood a lot. And, uh, and you know, now that I'm jobless, I'm finding creative ways to try to have an income. So here's what my ideal job would be, because I think I'm pretty okay at writing, right? And I also care about women's reproductive health. So why don't we combine those two? And I really want to write inspirational quotes that can be shoved into Plan B packaging. I think that needs to be happened. So if any of you have a contact, talk to me after the show. But how dope would it be? You know, you get like some man drive, like whatever. I wrote some here. I'm going to read them to you. These are my ideas 
inspirational quotes that should go into Plan B packaging. First one just says, Sweetheart, he wasn't that big. <laughs> Feels a little fun, you know? Second one just says, Raising a baby's a big deal. Psych! <laughs> kind of like a bullet dodging situation. Um, and then I was like, you know, I should get like more serious about this, you know? Like, so like, I really do care about poetry. I might get back into it. <laughs> like, writers. So it's like, who are some, who are some famous people I look up to. So this is my take on a Maya Angelou quote um, that says, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take this baby's breath away. <laughs> Next one's a little bit more lighthearted. just says, it's a Beyonce quote. If you liked it, then you should have drove me to the appointment. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, now I have to get a little bit spiritual because, you know, I have Catholic families. And so this is, uh, this is a little bit more spiritual one for those gals out there. It says, I know God will not give me anything I cannot handle. I just wish he didn't trust me so much. <laughs> and that's a direct quote from Mother Teresa. <laughs> it works. Guys, I'm on so much my doll. I just have to say that I'm done. <laughs> like a walking pile of my doll. There's caffeine in it, though. It'll kick in soon. Okay, you guys. If anyone has another tampon, I decided not to free bleed for you today, so I might hit you up. I need one. Okay, great. I don't give a fuck. I've run the show for three years. I can do what I want. Thank you. Thank you. That's why we call the show Control Yourself, because it's like, Joanne's having a meltdown every Sunday at 9, so that's what's happening. Thank you so much for coming! You guys, the show is dope. So fucking dope. Um, uh, so many good friends of the show are here tonight, and um, you guys are in for some treats. So, without further ado, your next comic coming to the stage, one of... I like to call him, one time we had a conversation and I was like, I don't have any friends. And he goes, well, I'm your friend. He goes like, well, who's your best comedy friend? I said, honestly, you're my number one comedy friend and I know that I'm like seventh on your list. <laughs> and he didn't argue with me. I love him to death. He's so very funny. He's killing it all around town. He's a name that you know and recognize and fucking adore as much as I do. Give a round of applause for the very funny day. David also runs a really great podcast um, that you should pay attention to. He interviews people, uh, comics and people like creative people in the city, and it's called The Awkward Phase, and it's super, it's actually really dope. Like, most people have podcasts and they're shitty. This one is not. So go listen to that. That's a very fun. Give a round of applause for David Mascara, ladies and gentlemen. I was told this show starts at 9.30, and I fucked up. Great start to 26... 2016? God damn it. Like, I just, I just wrote a check from 1998, but with words. Fuck that. God damn it. Oh. 
So uh, I've been thinking a lot about like I get paid to think about dumb thoughts. That's my job as a comedian. It's super fun. Like that's all I do. People hand me money to think about things. Like so, these are kind of my couple of my dumb thoughts. Uh, do you think Crips ever donate blood? Do you think that ever happens? <laughs> do you think there's a, like a EDM artist? You know those EDM guys like they're like, yeah, we're gonna get the party started. You ready? And like just a bunch of streamers and those wacky Wibbler guys. You know, just like yeah. Do you ever think there's one of those guys just like depressed? Just like yeah. Give it up for DJ Lexapro. DJ Lexapro. Spin on the ones and twos. What do you want to hear? I I I I want to die. Like that kind of thing. He just laying on the floor hitting buttons. Like just like you guys ready? Just Smith songs. You hey, you pieces of shit in Vegas. You want to hear some real? This is just deep cut Morrissey songs. Just Morrissey poetry, basically. Oh man, I feel weird. That's the that's this is gonna be weird in 2017. It's a weird thing to do jokes in front of people. Uh, I'm really nervous about Donald Trump because I'm Mexican and I'm not sure how long I have here now. <laughs> that's weird. Because uh, like he's on Twitter all the time and he's like, yeah, like I, it's so scary. He's starting fights. Like Russia retweeted him about that shit that he said. Like, Vladimir Putin, very smart, very classy, did not kick out any de delegates. I'm like, oh my God, this is the. I use Twitter to write dick jokes. <laughs> and that's how, like, the world's gonna end. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, China, stupid country, hate it. And then China's gonna go, uh, hashtag war. And that's how we all die. That's gonna suck. <laughs> hashtag war is gonna be how we all die. It scares me so much. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I I really like being a comedian. Uh, this is the best I can do, clothes wise. I don't know if like I just try to dress myself and I'm like, nah. <laughs> I look like your laundry hamper came to life. That's basically. I need some Febreze. Like, <laughs> oh man, I feel good. Um, I get made fun of a little bit, like, and when I, by that I mean people just yell things on me in the street when I'm like walking around. I don't know what it is about my personality that just like drags weird information out of people's mouths when they see me do things in my life. Like I was eating sopapillas at this place called the Pepper Box Cafe. Yeah, I love that place. It's so good. If you don't know what sopapillas are, they're delicious Mexican pastries that are puff pastries, and they have honey on them. It was so good. And I was eating them, and these two moms in gigantic strollers. These were like oh, strollers that were so big, they were big enough for like either eight babies or just one millennial coming home to live with his parents. <laughs> like she's just rubbing his, it's okay, Brendan. Don't think about your college debt. Like that kind of just like, it's a, thanks mom. <laughs> huge baby strollers, just huge baby strollers. And they pulled over to like, they pulled over to me and they're like, <sighs> and they just looked at my food and like, what's, <laughs> What's that brown doughy thing? And my friend was with me. She's like, his name's David. Leave him alone. He's doing his best. I'm just covered in honey for some reason. I got no pants on. I'm like Winnie the Poohing it. You know, just what? My hand's just stuck in a jar. God damn it. <laughs> the first time I had sex, like for real, like the first, like, like the first, like, I don't know why I said it for real. You know, the first time I had make-believe sex? <laughs> I was like, I think I can have an erection. I think I can have an erection. <laughs> um, <laughs> I left all my clothes on. I just unzipped my pants. <laughs> Is that weird? Is why you laughing? Is that weird? You're not supposed to do that? 
like the like the neighbor that doesn't want to talk to her other neighbors like who is this that was my penis doing like just like what is going on <laughs> nah I'm okay <laughs> that's how I had sex for the first time God bless that woman for like so like seriously she's like the zipper hurts I'm like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> oh. so weird just like fucking is so weird it is so weird. This one girl, this one girl touched my chest and she's like, you're really hot. And I'm like, do you think I have high blood pressure? Like, that's what I say in sexual like, conversations. Like, I don't know. This one girl's like, your dick's cute, which I don't think is a compliment. Like, <laughs> it's nice, you know? I met this one girl that I think I fucked a racist one time. I think like, she's like, she goes, are Mexican babies called beanie babies? I'm like, what? Why would they be called? Because we're limited collections? What are, you, what are you talking about? Because you can get us at McDonald's? What are you talking about? Yeah, for real. That really happened. I fucked that person. I fucked, uh, I just, I fucked, a, lot of person, I fucked a lot of people that didn't understand Mexican. That's the one girl's like, call me something in Spanish. I'm like, biblioteca. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Queso. <laughs> she didn't say something sexy. I would have I made it, you know. <laughs> Chili con carne. <laughs> oh man, it's weird because like I I I like sex. It's a fun thing to do. Uh, <laughs> it is. It would be funny. Like it's a real drag. You know what I'm talking about? What's the deal with sex going on for as long as it does? Am I right? It's fun. That, it's fun that like I just don't know. Like my, does, you guys like sixty nining? Do you guys like that? You guys got really quiet on that. <laughs> Are you currently 69ing in the audience? Like, we can't talk to you. I guess. <laughs> I, all, all I do is make aquarium noises. That's all I do when I go down in a girl. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Swim, swim. <laughs> That's an aquarium noise, right? <laughs> so stupid. Um, <laughs> I remember... <laughs> I remember the, the, one, the first time I... Uh, <laughs> have you ever had missionary sex and then and been enjoying it and then just high-fived your partner during missionary sex? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this is fun. You know, like, that was fun. That was a weird thing to do. The weirdest thing I ever did one time, I was, I was having sex with a girl uh, doggy style, which I don't like. I don't like doggy style. I like, like the, I'm, I'm an older gentleman, so like, I like to call it, I like to call it not doggy style because I'm not a young puppy. I'm like, I should call it dog style because all I want to do is like walk around her bed <laughs> like a bunch of times. <laughs> Just walk around, find a comfortable place, and just lay in her lap. Like, that's what I want to do. Just call it dog sex. My eyes are all cloudy, and I'm like, I love you. I love you. Don't put me down. <laughs> just dog style sex. I did doggy style sex, and one time, and like, I don't know what to do during doggy style sex. So, like, this one time I was dating this girl who had really long hair, so I just started braiding her hair. Like, that's what I did. <laughs> I'm like, French pony for you, you know? <laughs> isn't it, oh guys, guys, isn't it embarrassing when you come in front of someone? Like, isn't that, like, because like, we have visible cum. Like, ladies have invisible, beautiful cum. Like, ooh, you're like, wow, that was like magic. That is my card. Like, that's how women come. You're like, that is the jack of spades. That's cool. 
And then we, co- we have a physical thing that just plops out of us. And sometimes it's just like a little bit. Like, it's just like, just like a little, like, it like, you know, like when your ATM says insufficient funds, like sometimes it just comes out just like a penny of cum, just like a little, like, and you're like, she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I didn't drink enough water today. You know, like that kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are fun. <laughs> Let me talk about my weird dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not weird. Okay, it, it is weird. It is weird in this instance. It is weird in this instance. I am uncircumcised. Any fans of uncircumcised penises here? Wow, holy shit. The most supportive, that's Portland for you. Yeah, you be you. We love hoodies. <laughs> just tight, make it tight, you know, just wrap it up. <laughs> And uh, so um, <laughs> people always, because like I'm from Chicago and people like women hate uncircumcised, like, ew, I would rather fuck like anything else besides an uncircumcised penis. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> it's fine. But this is what it's like. This is what it's like. If women who, who have never seen an uncircumcised penis. Clap it up, you ladies, if you've never seen an uncircumcised penis. Wow. Everyone's seen one. Like it's 2017. It's the fucking future. We have the fucking internet. You can just Google uncircumcised penis. Take that shit to Bing, because that's where I take all the dirty thoughts I have. I just, because I don't trust Google, because I feel like they keep it, but Bing, I'm like, what is, what does a really droopy uncircumcised penis look like? <laughs> Thanks, Bing. Like, Bing's my gross friend that I only tell gross things to. <laughs> and so, like, uh, I was like, I, I, I gotta get out of here. You guys have been awesome. I gotta get out of here. But, um, uh, so people want to know what it's like to have an uncircumcised penis. Women want to know if they've never seen one. I, not like this crowd. Everyone's seen one. So... I go, it's kind of like the movie Hook with Robin Williams. That's what an uncircumcised penis is like. And you know, there's a scene at the movie with Hook with Robin Williams. It's about Peter Pan coming back to Never Neverland and forgetting about he was Peter Pan. And he, the Lost Boys have to tell him he's Peter Pan. He has to learn how to be Peter Pan. And there's a scene in that movie where a little black child, a little Doral black child, goes up to Robin Williams and goes, pushes his face back and goes, oh, there you are, Peter. That's what it's like having an uncircumcised penis. You guys have been awesome. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Sorry I was late. David Mascaro, ladies and gentlemen. David, I didn't know you had an uncircumcised penis. I had no idea. We've had so many conversations about uncircumcised penis, and you've never said a word. 2017? 2017. <laughs> also, it's weird. It's, I've had, I've had uh, two penises come out of me that I did not know were uncircumcised. Like, you didn't know until after. That's a weird surprise. Where you're like, oh, I, oh okay. <laughs> Also, growing up as a kid, we had two friends. We worked at a summer camp, and summer camp kids are all fucking each other. The counselors are. They're all, that's why you're there. And thank you for dropping your kids off. I'm having sex with my boyfriend in the woods. Okay, so, Wisconsin. And, but I, we, I had two friends. I was a lifeguard, and so you change and stuff. And so I had two friends that were uncircumcised, and uh, we were on, we wanted to see. We're like, okay. We get, you know, when we're off at 10 p.m., go to the end of the dock. You guys take your pants off. We'll walk down. Just, like, flash us real quick. And uh, they were like, well, we don't want to be the only ones. we got to find out who else has an uncircumcised penis. So I was like, well, go ask if there are boys in the hood or not. <laughs> and so that was, like, the thing going on. People be like, is there a boy in the hood? I, 
I went up her. And then just memory lane. Oh, jobs. Okay. You guys, your next comic coming to the stage. Such a great, funny person. Also is a part of a team. He hosts the open mic uh, once. A, there's four open mics, uh, four shows, open mics after it. He's one of the leaders of that clan. Got it. We're there. We got those words came out effectively. You understand. Uh, so very funny. Bridgetown Comedy Festival. You can see him at Al's Den Friday and Saturday. He's here for you right now. Give a round of applause for the very hilarious John Washington! Table. Oh, man. Keep it going for Joanne, everybody. Doing Alberta Street Pub and just names of places. It's, it's 27, 2017. Everybody's yelling 2017 today. It's great that we know numbers and that they're relatable numbers. It's um, really been good to just be like 2016. Bad year. Everybody's saying that, right? Garbage fire. Real. Oh, man. 2016. Taking all the celebrities and giving us celebrities in charge of our freedom. Yeah, we elected a game show host. A game, I know. We could have had Alex Trebek. <laughs> we could have had Alex Trebek. He's Canadian. He wouldn't. That would have been it. I'm sorry, guys. You all. That is. That is why democracy doesn't work. Is that none of you refuted me? <laughs> and now that I've shamed you all, I'd like to go into some prepared material. <laughs> so uh, it's been a tough year. <laughs> No, I, I went through a lot of jobs this year. That's pretty much what it was. I went through a buck ton of jobs. I uh, started with I was working with ice cream parlor. Got fired from the ice cream parlor because they caught me in the back doing whippets. <laughs> you know. Moved on to a pet shop. Got fired from the pet shop because they caught me in the back doing whippets. <laughs> And then I enrolled in a program. I very 12 steps, got over it, and then immediately moved on to my next gig as a backup keyboardist for Devo. They fired me immediately because I would not do Whip It. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. I'm doing all right, you know. I... I I'm, I am moneyed. I drive a hybrid vehicle. It's a houseboat. I'm, I'm getting about 30 leagues to the gallon. That's dumb. I drive a car, a grown-up car. I was actually this morning in my driveway adjusting my truck nuts, and I felt a lump. I was adjusting my truck nuts. I don't know. Some of these things aren't true. It's okay. Some, at some points, it's not just me getting things off my chest. It is here for entertainment, but I would like to take a moment to complain about all of the internet, if you don't mind. Um, I actually think that I... Um, 
I'm at a point where I can carve my tombstone. I'm, I'm not going to achieve anything more. And quite simply, I just wanted to say he was good at Twitter, but not Facebook. Because I've given, I, I'm closing the door. 2017, I'm, I'm not making a resolution to quit Facebook. I'm not, I'm still suckling on that tea, but a little bit less. A little bit. From now on, whenever I get on Facebook and I'm just scrolling through the feed, the moment I see something that makes me annoyed, instead of staying on there, I'm just going to react with the wow and then close it. So if we're friends, I know a few of us in the back are. Um, if you see me do the wow, that's, you know, what happened. If you get the Owen Wilson from me, you, you understand that I hate you. <laughs> from afar and everything that you choose to represent yourself as in this weird ghost cloud that we decided to meet people hate one another just because they typed a thing like don't agree oh my gosh clap if you're on facebook right now clap if you're on facebook keep clapping if you like being on facebook that I hate to single you out, but why, what, is, what do you really, what do you enjoy doing on Facebook? Everybody has their thing. I'm sorry that I made you think about it. I stumped you. I, that's pretty much, yeah. It's, the only other answer I've received than silence and quiet introspection is stalking. It's like somebody looked at a People magazine at the supermarket and said, I like celebrities, but you know what I like more? People I met once and hate now. What if the People magazine was filled with people I met once and hate now? I know, oh my God. There's like six things you can do on Facebook, right? Complain. Complain about the people complaining. Argue with the people complaining about the people complaining. Complain about the people arguing with the people complaining about the people complaining. Argue over the best way to complain. And sign up for the Tough Mudder Run. They've almost got me. A little bit about myself. I um, I'm uh, I'm half black, or or mulatto. If you're racist in 1937, <laughs> it's fascinating. I'm this. I'm the son of a wasp from Long Island with half of an English degree, and a black man from Venice Beach who votes Republican and owns several Yes albums. <laughs> So I identify as confused. <laughs> job applicant. There's no confused box on job applications. It's it's weird straddling two lines. You know, it's like on uh, scholarship applications. I'm African American. On job applications, I'm other. If I'm feeling feisty, you know. I, uh, it's very, I grew up in the suburbs of Arizona, which is an incredibly white place. 
And so my dad was the only template for blackness that I knew. And like I said, Republican Yes albums. And so people meet me and they, they say, John, you don't seem very black. You, and I say, yeah, I know I'm Jewish, but I, I'd not. I just like the look, apparently. I don't seem very black. It really reflects well to just doubt somebody's race, whatever it is, to just be like, you? No, real Scottish? I don't know about that. I'd expect a lot more tartan print. <laughs> a lot of people say I don't act very black, and I'm like, well, yeah, I don't wear socks with sh sandals and shop at the big dog outlet, so. I'm not like most black people I know. <laughs> Unlike most black people, I think I know what I'm doing with this whole comedy thing, thank you. I, um, I don't know. I blame my parents, though. It's, no, I judge the person, you know, not the, not the background, you know, just, and I, I think they fucked up. My mom, she was a high-functioning chocoholic, and that's not, it runs in the family, guilty as charged. I, and then dad, dad actually walked out one day to get a pack of e-cig refills. <laughs> Uh, that old chestnut. It, it wasn't until the next day that we started to worry that he might actually be coming back. Oh Sir, uh, have you ever had your dad show up drunk to your 8th birthday party? No. No. My dad showed up drunk to a stranger's 8th birthday party. We were all at home, and we just get a call. My mom picks up, and they're like... Your husband's five neighborhoods over and he just put his foot through a doghouse. He's the third drunkest father here. But he doesn't have anybody to embarrass, so he's basically invincible. Please, please come get him. We don't have a goodie bag for him. Oh, boy. I, um... I... I don't pay my student loans and I feel good about it because I uh, subscribe to my school's alumni paper and they're fucking up. They're fucking up hard, actually. It's uh, Chapman University. Look them up. They're, uh... I'm so fucking sorry. The Duffer Brothers ruined it for us. I... is really messed up. Actually, I don't know if you heard about this, but last... Incoming freshman class, the head of campus safety, came in front of the freshman student body. First impression. And they were talking about safety, specifically talking about preventing sexual assault. And the head of campus police, the person keeping people safe, said, Women, make sure that you're not drinking too much, because we all know how you get... These are people I owe tens of thousands of dollars. They tricked me out of money. And they has, and but the thing is is that like this is not like everybody's going whoa because this is a familiar stance that we've seen like it's still like we're talking about it 
but we're not actually talking about it in the right way. Like we're still framing it in terms of prevention being on the onus of the victim. Like we're talking about people are saying, make sure that your uh, safety in numbers, make sure you're not in dangerous areas, make sure you're carrying adorable yet pointy cat keychains for scrotal pinching. <laughs> As, like, why are we talking about very simply like men do not rape? Don't rape. It's very simple. No, 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 I'm not pandering. Stop, 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 stop. I'm not pandering. But in a moment, I will be. Um, so I started the conversation that nobody wanted to have, and I developed the world's first pair of men's chastity pants. Thank you very much. Um, I'm wearing some now. It's very, it's very simple. Is the moment you, you wear them 24-7, the moment you think a single offending sexual thought, the, the pants activate and they wrap themselves around your human penis and mangle it. <laughs> beyond all recognition. And we were going to have a very successful Kickstarter campaign. Until I got sued by the guy who put mesh in bathing shorts. Oh, man, I've been John Washington, everybody. Hey, you should check out my podcast. It's called These Are the People. And there's Joanne Schindlerly. Oh, my goodness. Yay! John Washington, ladies and gentlemen! These are the people. Check it out. Also, I totally understand... I, I would like to, on the podcast, I want it to be recorded that that uh, the University of Minnesota football team should all have swim trunks <laughs> forever. Okay, great, cool. Ooh, my alma mater, I gotta go home and get my girls. I feel bad. Okay, you guys, not to bring it down with rape. <laughs> okay, let's bring it back up with laughter and fun. Is that okay? Make some sort of noise, because I just buried... Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. The world's scary, but we're all here and unifying together. Your next comic coming to stage. So excited. Such a delight. Such a treat. Um, this person has a single woman show called Stellar happening at Funhouse Lounge. Go grab tickets for it. She's here right now. Bree Pruitt! Long Hi. Nice to see you. 2017. Very excited about this year. Very excited for all of you to be uh, being uh, together to laugh and enjoy yourselves because it's a revolutionary time to find joy. You got to find joy wherever you can. People are stressed out, right? People are taken to the streets. And I support I support people taking to the streets when the demonstrations were first happening. I was downtown. I was just trying to get home, but the buses weren't running because the demonstrations were gumming up the works. And I was just trying to keep my distance. I was trying to get home. But the thing is, I'm going to have some, lose some weight for this damn revolution because I'm very slow and the protesters are very fast. The protesters are very lean. They're very live, vegan anarchists. They don't even eat. They don't even eat. They just feed on ideas and they're just, they just float around the city and they're cloaked in black. They cover their mouths and they just run. They just are a, bit, a mob. It, it was like a very, I was trying to get home and it was like a very political episode of The Walking Dead, right? They, they kept coming for me and 
Um, it was exciting. I saw my first SWAT team. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I saw my first SWAT team. I'm from Portland, Oregon, and I was positive. I saw this military police force. They were all hanging on the sides of this trailer. They came by, and I was like positive that it was performance art. Not for a second was I feeling actually threatened. This thing came through. They were all military police, fucking AK-47. They came through, and I was like, holy shit, they got a Banksy. Wow. Coming up next is going to be a polar bear with balloons and a little girl with a gas mask. Cool. Politics. Dope. It's really getting political out the gate. Um, I am... uh, um, I'm into I'm into you know keeping abreast, but I think it's important for people to stay healthy, take breaks from the political climate, put the screens down, take a break from the screens, do something different. I myself have been watching a lot of basketball this season. Any basketball fans in the house? Okay, quite a. I, that's not a trap. I know I don't look like a basketball fan. I look like a fan of musical theater and gay bars, but I don't. <laughs> But I do like sports. I like basketball. I, I don't really care about who wins or loses. I just like to support, which has been coming very handy this season. But it's good. Oh, sad. We'll be fine. Uh, rise with us. So I, I've been, I just like to support my team. I like to support my, my dudes emotionally and spiritually. If you're like me, you can do what I do to support the dudes. You just turn the volume down the TV. Pretend that the ball does not exist. And I just gave you a beautiful gift. All you do, it's like a magic eye. You just like pretend that the ball doesn't exist. What it ends up looking like is a bunch of hot, sweaty bros that care very deeply and passionately about each other, y'all, as it should be. And it's beautiful, and it looks like this. <sighs> Look at me. Look at me. Are you... Are you mad right now? Can we, t- can we talk about this? Who is that? I'm gonna guard this guy. Oh, I'm guard this guy. This, this is gonna sound weird, but you smell amazing. What is that? Okay. Dame, I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open to new experiences. (laughs) Kind of goes off the rails after that. I've I've been trying to figure out why as like a 32-year-old woman, I'm suddenly like a big basketball fan. I wasn't for most of my life because I was busy watching musical theater and going to gay bars, but I... I, I do love I do love watching it and I try not to objectify the players right they're beautiful and they're very fit but it's not appropriate for me to just objectify the players because they're whole people and I I do have crushes on them like I do want to kiss them gently in the dark but they are very young and I also want to help raise them I want to show them the world they're 23 years old so they're very cute, and I just like to get on Instagram and encourage them and tell them their game day clothes look on fleek and so cute, just like their mom would, right? Babe, you look Alan Crabb. Your hair is on fleek. Have a great game against the Raptors. Um, they lost, um, but it was not because Alan Crabb. Okay, um, I, uh, yeah, but I've been trying to figure out why basketball has been become interested, interesting to me all of a sudden. I figured it out because the starting lineup for a basketball team is five 
dynamic dudes who are interesting and passionate and beautiful and that's exactly the same formula for a boy band have you guys thought about that reason and who came up with boy who make some noise if you're a backstreet boy in sync fan formerly yes we were marketed boy bands so hard you know especially at a time middle school you have no hair on your body but you're so like awake and alive it's like you're all your skin is a clit you're just so like just like a breeze can like set like excite and you don't even know like what your sexual power is yet or like what anything really means and the media is really confusing you and then they're just like these guys fuck these guys and you're like I don't know what that means but you want to, and it's and it's a formula, and it's the tale's oldest time. It's the Beatles, it's the monkeys, it's the same thing, right? It's five dudes. There's one dude, and he's very tall, and he's sensitive, and he's here to talk over the bridge. <laughs> then you got an- another dude, and he's a little bit older than the other dudes, and he's from the streets. And he gets weird. He's like, am I sexual? And they're like, AJ, chill out. We we're talking about being original, being the only one. These girls are young. Take it down on us. <laughs> AJ's like, I know, man. I got three daughters of my own at home. But old man Walt Disney told me to make these little girls wet. <laughs> so he's the wild card. And he's also the not white one. Don't look away, white people. That was weird. Okay, then you got another dude, and he's talented. Great. Then you got another dude who's talented and ambitious. That's the Timberlake. And we all want the Timberlake, right? But you have to take the rest of these dudes as baggage, and that's a good lesson for later. I'm leaving out a very important dude. He's a dude in the middle, and he's got fancy hair, and he's cool, and he's really nice, and got beautiful eyes, and you're like, are you gay? And he's like, meh, yes. And then you, I belong. Just looking for five guys to sweep me off my feet, you know? I just want, just want my own starting lineup. But they haven't come up with the Tinder for that yet. So uh, identity politics are huge, guys. Identity politics. Identity politics. Um, In Portland, this is not like breaking news, um, but a lot of people go by um, one of three gender pronouns, right? There are like three main gender pronouns. Do you have a preferred gender pronoun? Do you have a preferred gender pronoun? Guy. Guy? Like he? Yeah. Do you have a preferred gender pronoun? Do you mind sharing it? Him or he? Do you have a preferred gender pronoun? He, him? Cool. So there's she, she, her, he, him, and they, them, and those three gender pronouns. And I I have no preferred gender pronoun. You can call me any gender pronoun. I usually get she, her, because um, I have long hair and I wear skirts and that ass. So I normally get she, her, but I don't care. I have no preference. You can call me any of the gender. I like a sir every once in a while. I do. I enjoy a sir from someone like behind a rental car desk. You know? I think if you can... 
brings so much authority to a converse, like a transaction, that you disarm someone and make them forget about a gender construct? You're living your life right. Is what I think. I don't like ma'am. Because it sounds like ham. And I don't, it feels like an attack. Um, like when you go to a Jiffy Lube, right? Ham, ham, pull your car forward. Ham, ham, are you pull your car Okay, go in and pull it. Leave the quays in the ending. Okay, ham, are we doing a 59 point oil change today? All right, ham, we're just going to hide in this little room. And there's coffee, Nest Cafe, and you're just going to want to sit down. Have a, okay, ham, we want to come on up. I want to let you know that we are a 79 point oil change today. And we went through all this point. We vacuumed the carpets. We changed this thing. We flushed it out, and then we did this. And then we went through. And then, ham, we just, uh, here's your air filter. And it's a really messy air filter. It's a disgusting air filter. You got twigs, and you got dirt in there, and you got Cheeto. And here's how a good air filter is supposed to look like. You gotta change. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it's every 150,000 miles. You have to change this thing, so you have to change. Okay, man, we're just gonna have you do it. And you wanna come and you're gonna flush your brake accelerator pad extensions every 79,000 miles. You gotta flush your brake accelerator pad extensions every 70,000 miles. Ham, you wanna get your boyfriend or your husband on the phone? Your father. Just get somebody on the phone so I can tell them you have to change your brake acceleration pad extensions every 79,000 miles. Ham. 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 And I just don't get it. Why can't we have a conversation? Why is this a monologue? Just can't even. Um... I, I have to go. I um I have a I have a big ass. I I I, I do. Um, it's there's no no one in my family has a big ass. It's totally bizarre. No one in my family has a big ass. Ethnically, I'm white and Korean American uh, mixed. Uh, so some, something happened. I think I think something happened. Something went terribly wrong. I think if you eat enough food and listen to enough hip hop music, your body's like I don't know. Stack it out back. <laughs> And then drop it and wind it around. <laughs> Always ordering me around that hip hop music. And butts are celebrated now. Big butts are celebrated now, but they, well, it wasn't always so. Butts used to be in the 80s when I was a kid. Butts were flat and square and, and geometric. It was a very new wave butt time. Like I was w- watching the movie Grease. Have you seen Grease r- lately? Anybody? That movie from the 80s about the 50s, Grease Lightning. And. Uh, butts in that movie were very square. Also, not a feminist film, Grease. I'm pretty sure a dude confesses to rape at the beginning and they're like, wop, bop, a loop, bop, a wop, bam, boom. Don't care at all. Um, and I saw that movie and I saw the butt that she's in in the very last, she's in that black sausage casing outfit in the last scene in that movie. And I looked at my butt and looked at her butt and like, how am I going to get my body to look like that body? How am I going to get the Danny to my Sandra D? How am I going to get a gay man to love me, y'all? <laughs> Don't worry, I figured it out. You just have to sparkle and be yourself. Thank you so much. I'm Brooke. Go check out Stellar! Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Without further ado, your next comic coming to stage. Such a dear friend of the show, such a dear friend of mine. Catch this person uh, Wednesdays at Mississippi Pizza for your welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome for Caitlin Weyerhaeuser! <laughs> New Year? 
New gender. Yeah. Bree was talking about it. Gender politics, identity politics. Y'all into it? It's 2017, babies. You know what I mean? Get in there. You know that shit's updatable. It should be. It should be. Check in about your shit. You know what I mean? I hate to, I came out as genderqueer uh, right before the election. Of course it was before the election. Of course it was before the election. Of course it was. Yeah, because I thought shit was going to go way different. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'll fall. I identified as a PE teacher. Thank you. Thank you. Do you see it? As a gender identity, PE teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all makes sense, doesn't it? Do I coach ladies volleyball after school? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. As a gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I teach sex ed? Way too aggressively? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. As a gender. Thank you. I think all winter I'm going to be identifying as my dad. Yeah. <laughs> as a gender. <laughs> Not a man. Heavens no. <laughs> if you don't know what gender queer is, it just, it, first of all, learn some words. And second of all, it just means it's fine. You'll figure it out. You have Tumblr, right? It's very exhaustively explained. Genderqueer basically means just when presented with the option of male and female, you just go, oh my God, no, thank you. No, I don't want to. I don't. Uh-uh. No, I don't. No, oh God, no. I don't want No, I don't want to. I'm going to go ahead and choose my own adventure. Thank you. Yes, I will. Identify as my goddamn dad. <laughs> I'm in my medium 30s now, and... Uh, I am turning into my father. Oh, is that happening to anybody else? We all turn it into my dad, too. He's a good one. Get in there. He knows about stuff. Uh, I just woke up one day and just started doing some fucking hella dad shit, you guys. I don't know where it came from. But I carry change with me now all the time. Like it, like an upsetting amount of change, like a tumorous mound of change. Just carry that around. Do I need it? Nah, 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 I don't. But I found also this out about my goddamn self is that I, when I don't like something, will shake my change at it. This is low-key aggression. I don't like it. It's fucking stupid. It's working, though. I'm getting the respect I need. I'm changing the lyrics to pop songs. I'm so sorry for that one. I can't help it, though. I'm not going to stop. I won't. I saw a grill I liked. Not a girl. You heard it right. It was a grill. It was a barbecue grill. And I sang to it. Maybe you're a barbecue. Yeah, the Katy Perry's firework. I did that with my real life in front of God and everybody. Do you understand? Yeah can't be stopped (laughs) I did learn all my hobbies from my dad and so now in my real life I'm uh haggling yep that wasn't a thing before and now I really fucking love it oh my god it's so much fun here's the thing here's two steps one haggle for shit that you don't need because you understand you don't got a dog in that race or a horse in that I don't know what that saying is 
But you don't need, you know what I mean? Do, low risk, and then you just get to fuck with somebody at Home Depot. Do you understand me? That's the second part of it. Do it at historically unhagglable locations. Because you'll win. You'll win that haggle every, because they never see it coming. It's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll go into Home Depot to slide a Phillips head fucking over-the-counter tool I have three of at home I don't need yes I am that butch just make eye contact with Bob and be like what do you want for that today and bless his heart Bob will be so goddamn confused that the words that just came out of your fucking head he'll short out you know what I mean it's the no, the, hmm? the stick pride number of the stick the uh, uh what the stink price number give to me money for that amount of sticker n- number price? Probably that. Just keep eye contact. Don't break eye contact and be like, we both know that's not fair. Bob will give you 78 pennies and then just take that shit and fucking leave. You got a pocket full of change, babies. Plus, it's a verbal agreement. It's not illegal. I'm pretty sure. I've never been caught. So, Yeah, I found out. The base of that hobby is actually I just really enjoy being in a fight with a man. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> I don't know if you know about it. <sighs> just make a point and then just disagree with whatever they say. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, I did learn all my hobbies from growing up with some redneck shit as a culture. You understand? <laughs> I grew up around some hickory folk. <laughs> and for my whole life, I've tried to like suppress it, like get it down. But now, holy shit, I think it's going to be useful. Fucking <laughs> like nuclear winter we're looking forward to. Goddamn apocalypse. What, are you, what do you guys have planned? To craft your way through the revolution? <laughs> what are y'all's hobbies? Hmm? Talking about canoeing, never going? Good choices. Good choices. Good thing y'all are brewing beer and goddamn bathtubs. You know you can just buy that shit at the fucking store. What are you doing? What are you doing? We're peeing in those bathtubs. Don't put beer in there. That's gross. Oh, but good thing you know how to come booch, huh? Because we can live off that. Do y'all ever think to pick a useful hobby? No? Hmm, kombucha's the fucking grossest thing I've ever had in my entire goddamn life. I don't care who knows that that shit's disgusting. That's gross. I get a fever every single time I drink it. Yeah, and it's not even because it's full of bacteria. It's no, it's because of the rage in my heart for how fucking gross it tastes. It's worse than gingerbread, and that shit just tastes old. No, you know what I learned uh, learned growing up in fucking redneck city townville? Do you know what I learned? How to skin a rabbit. I don't want to know, but it's in there. Do you understand? I can make beef jerky and fucking a yurt. Do you understand? In an afternoon, I can knock that shit out. Yeah. What are y'all's plans? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to do is go get back in touch with all the rednecks that I grew up with. Yeah, I'm going to find their bunkers. And they've got all the useful weaponry. You know that. You know that. What are we going to do? Arm up? Are you kidding? Have you met us? Have you met us? Portland? Goddamn Hufflepuffs. Portland is a city comprised of skittish birds. You just fucking come at them suddenly. They go, can't have guns. I can't have guns. Are you kidding me? Have you heard me? For the last 
five minutes? Are you kidding? I'm the most temperamental queer you've ever seen in your goddamn life. I had three tantrums on the way here. Do you understand how much I can't have a gun? I'm not even allowed pepper spray anymore because there's been a number of incidents. Do you understand? I pepper sprayed my whole fifth grade class. That is just true. Yeah, so I got to make friends with Hicks. They're fucking useful. Goddamn good to have around. Do you know what my uncle did as a, as a hobby? He made a bidet. Yeah. And his own goddamn toilet just rigged up a number of PVC pipes that came directly from the cold water. Yeah. Makes me shiver just remembering it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't know what a bidet was. It, was until, it wasn't until I was 24 that I found out that other people had this in their houses. I just thought my uncle just came up with some shit <laughs> to clean our butts off. <laughs> it's not something that comes up when you talk about your upbringing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, I was raised in a single-parent home way out in the woods. Yeah, my uncle. He made a water cannon <laughs> for our butts. <laughs> just never came up, so I didn't know. It's a good fucking hobby to have. <laughs> The other hobby I have is uh, getting real stoned and watching cats on the internet. Woo! <laughs> that one is good for my soul. <laughs> you understand? I got two stone though. Uh, yeah, smoked all this sativa all at once and started to become real suspicious of cats. Have you ever been that stoned? We were like, where did they come from? Because there was a whole history of time where we just didn't have tiny little house cats and then we fucking did. Nobody's talking about it. Hmm? Right? Where the fuck did they get? Dogs? We know where fucking dogs came from. We get that. You understand? We did that, team. That's on us. We made pugs. From wolves. You understand that, right? How much we should all be in prison? For that monstrosity that we created as a people, as a team? Are you kidding me? We took top of the food chain. Alpha, motherfucker. Highly intelligent killing machine. We were like, no, I don't really like it. I'd really like something tiny and useless. Tiny and useless, can you make that? Yeah, like, uh, I want to struggle to tell its ass from its face. Hold on, yep. Yeah, can you make a perfect tube of stupid is what I'm more on the market for. Yep. I want you to make it also kind of resemble the fetus of another animal. Can you do that? Now I like it. Oh, can you also make it sound like it's going to die in any fucking second? Now I like it! That's fucking insane. We should all be in prison. But cats, nobody knows where cats came from. Here's why I don't trust them. Cats have three goals in their goddamn lives. One is to make and maintain eye contact with you while batting valuables off of surfaces. Just, oh, there's your phone. Oh, there's a lit candle. There it goes. Two, to make this sound. (laughs) 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 Right as you're about to start having sex. And three, their main goal is to show the world their asshole. (laughs) Thank you guys, I gotta go. Have a great night. Legs numb? Are you feeling okay? In a few more comics, we're gonna we're gonna stand up and shimmy shake just to feel better because we got this bang-a-rang show happening. You guys have been so amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. This next comic coming to the stage is a special goddamn guest. 
Um, the name of the show is called Control Yourself, and this gentleman and I, I just <laughs> had a one-time show only together, and he goes, what do you want to name it? And I said, Control Yourself. And then we never did a show again, and then I took the name, and here I am. <laughs> but he's a gem of a human being. Portland comedy staple, so goddamn funny, and gracing the stage right now. You guys are in for a treat. Give a round of applause for the hilarious Anatoly Brandt! <laughs> Joanne Chandelier. Yeah. She forgot to mention that I'm a strawberry gem of a human being. I was at the conception of this show, and now look at this. It's a, it's a wonderful, ugly baby. That by the age of three should be fucking everything up with crayons and stuff. And, uh, but I'm here. I'm glad you guys look terrible. And uh, now I'm here to make you all feel uncomfortable because I feel very uncomfortable in lieu of what's happening in the world. I'm not very political, but I'm very geopolitical because I was born in USSR, a little fucking drunk communist. And, and then I came here and now the shit and now 2017, I was hoping to retire a joke that I hate, but I'm going to have to use it for yet another God knows how many years. Uh, shortly... Uh, a couple of years ago, a uh, designer in Italy made uh, a butt plug, and he named it Putin. Which is an amazing thing to do. Don't underestimate the thing, because it's like, I think in history, every terrible leader should be a butt plug. You know, it's a good idea, like Hitler, the butt plug, Saddam Hussein, butt plug, George Bush, butt plug. Barack Obama, a dildo. Yeah! Fuck yeah, because, you know, ladies, back me up. If you use a dildo, right, 50% chance you might get a satisfaction out of it. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, who knows? Maybe Obamacare will work for you. I don't know. But it's like when we use a fucking butt plug, there is no love. You know, we're like, I don't know what the fucking feeling is, but it's uncomfortable. It's no love at all. No, mm, I don't know. But once we remove it, we feel hell liberated. That's, <laughs> it's about the dildos and stuff. But now we have yet another butt plug coming in. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like, even he finds out that I start making Donald Trump butt plugs, he will not be offended but he will collect the percentage of the revenue I get. So, okay, this is my political humor. I fucking hate it. I fucking do. But I love you guys. I love you. Now we're going to experience a very interesting time, which I describe it's the era of the turd being laid over the ant pile. And you know what? We're gonna take that fucking turd apart and we're gonna become a bigger, fatter ants. So, let's enjoy all this uh, as much as I'm enjoying this. And uh, I've, I've, been, I've been in Portland for the last five years and I, I really would hate to live it because it's, a, it's a probably one of the best cities, cities in America. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, and be, because you don't need no purpose, no ambition to be successful in, in Portland. All you need to have is a bicycle and a part-time job and some kind of allergy, you know? 
be allergic to shit, you know. Whatever, you know, it's just like... If you ask somebody, how did you get this level of success? They'll be like, oh, I smoked some weed, you know, and, uh, and then I found a longboard. Uh, now I'm a certified art support specialist. Uh, yeah, shit has happened. But I, love, I love being here. You guys are wonderful. You, you really, really are. I lived in other places, like I live like in San Francisco. There are idiots with ambitions, you know? They're like in San Francisco, they're like, Fuck, let's do something better than Google. Let's do that. You know, what could be better than Google? Two Googles. Okay, let's put one Google on the top of the other Google. Fucking observes the Google. Nothing. It doesn't work. Or people in New York, they're like, oh, we have financial capital of the world. We got all the fucking money. You know, come to Portland, international capital of good enough. And be fucking happy. Happy as Larry, however happy he is. Uh, if anybody knows Larry, nobody does. Uh, I, I really enjoy living here. I live here for the last five years, and all five years I've been selling gluten, which is fucking amazing. Yeah, not ironically, I'm just selling gluten straight the fuck up, you know, just millions of pounds of gluten, and everybody hates me. And I, I want you I all be bloated and fart all the fucking time, you know. But I, I, it's good for me. I, I wish they would make gluten really hard to get for you. Not like drugs hard to get because you fuckers are smart. But sort of like, sort of like gay rights kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That's the shit. I'm, I'm telling it the way I see it. It's difficult to get gay rights. But you guys did. And uh, I just wanted to say this. Uh, I, I, 25 years I lived here in America. And a lot of people think, oh, he came here for democracy. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I came here because there is a chewing gum and you guys have Pepsi and... and <laughs> you do, and you have Levi's jeans and shit. And, and it's pretty cool. But I also, I also seen something amazing. Uh, I, I, I did see something amazing. I, like, I saw two dudes holding hands uh, in the park and smoking weed and looking very dignified in public. It, it's I loved it. I fucking loved it because like a few years ago It would work this way. They would be like we are gay and we smoke weed and fuck you <laughs> But now they were like we're gay We smoke weed have a great day <laughs> That is an amazing amazing thing that might happen. Yeah, I love that's why I love America That is why that is why and Priuses and that's uh <laughs> I don't know you guys I don't know what to tell in conclusion uh, but you know fuck it uh, on Christmas day I had a major mushroom trip <laughs> I wanted to see Jesus I really did even as a baby but the only thing that I figured out is apparently my cat is deeply related to my fucking carpet. Uh, and it's terrifying. So, for the next, next four years, let's stay on shrooms. Guys, you've been great. Thank you so much. Good night. Because he took a break. 
And that was our special guest for tonight because he's so good. One more time for Anatoly Brandt. Love that motherfucker. Also, like, if I was, if I ever needed a walk to my car, he's always the person I ask first. <laughs> you, here, do you got knives? Where are you hiding them? Okay. And he just looks like that guy. We have another special guest for you guys. Um, this guest is not a comic um, and is just a person that annoys me a lot. Not annoys me, but just was here, was like, can I get out there, can I get out I was like, fine, fine, fine. We're having a great night, so we're going to do it, okay? Let's get weird. Sunday's forever. Is that not, I, I had two shots. I could, okay, fine. You guys! This might all's kicking. You guys, the dopest part about this show that happens every week is that the show is so notorious for being so great because you guys are so great that out-of-town comics come here for this show. Did you know that? That's true. Yes. And I'm so personable. So then... <laughs> your next comic coming to the stage is a dear friend visiting from L.A. here in town. Kills it every time she's on this stage. So excited. Round of applause for the very hilarious Molly Fight, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Joanne. I brought my purse. Because in L.A., you can't leave your purse. They'll steal it. Um, oh, my God. I wore this for Joanne because we have the same shirt. Very fierce tigers. Um, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. This is an awesome audience. It's so packed. Very cool. Um, you guys, fun fact about me, I'm on all the same medications as Jennifer Lawrence's character from Silver Linings Playbook. Um, at Xanax and Effect Search. To refresh your memory. Woo! This guy likes it. Who, who wooed? Yeah. He's like, I like to take my pills. Uh, yeah, when you're on a lot of meds, you become like an unwilling drug dealer to all your friends. They'll be like, um, hey Molly, do you have any extra Xanax? And I'll be like, how bad do you want it? You got what mama likes? You got a smoothie for mama? You got some gluten-free pancakes? Bitch, you know I like agave. You better show me the cash or suck my lady, Diaka. <laughs> then they're usually like, you know what? You know what? I'll just buy it on the internet. Thanks. Um, I have a lot of anxiety and depression. Oh, man. Um, people always want to give me advice, and it's always like incredibly insulting. Um, they'll be like, hey, hey, why don't you just be positive? Just be positive. Just turn that frown upside down. And I'm like, you know what? I certainly will when I'm jumping head first off the Golden Gate Bridge. Then my frown will literally be upside down. Just please give me my, give me my groceries, Trader Joe's lady. Um, I'm a, I'm a nanny in LA. I'm a 35 year old nanny. Um, yeah. So I just like walk around all day being like, it's not my baby. <laughs> not my baby. 
Not my baby. Um, people are like, say the craziest shit when you're carrying a one-year-old around. Like, are there any parents in the audience? No? Okay, great. Just, just a, okay, cool, great. Um, uh, I carry like, uh, we go to, we went to the zoo and this, we just wanted to go pet a chinchilla. And this woman, the docent was like, ooh, she has really long eyelashes. She's going to have a lot of fun later. What? What? Yeah! What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Why would you say that? Are you predicting how much dick she's going to get later in life? Or vagina. Let's not judge. Let's not make those lines. I don't know what the fuck, why people, why she would say that. It's like, just say she has pretty eyelashes. And also, everyone, stop blaming autism on everything. Like, just some, sometimes your kid is just fucking weird. You know? They're not autistic. They're just fucking weird. Like, sometimes they just want to, like, yell at a palm tree for an hour because they're fucking weird. Some, they're obsessed with elevators and escalators because they're fucking weird. I grew up in Vancouver, Washington. Anybody here from Vancouver? Boo? Is there booze? That's cool. I don't care. It's a shithole. I left it at 18. I don't, you can shit on it all you want. Um, <laughs> um, but I grew up like fundamentalist, evangelical, Presbyterian, like most of you. Right? Um, I had a religious mom, and religious moms pretty much give the worst sex talk ever. My mom's sex talk was like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> sex happens when a man and a woman truly hate God and want to ruin both their lives. The man takes out the most disgusting organ you've ever seen in your life, and after about 30 seconds of unpleasantness, he falls asleep on top of you, and you weep silently to yourself. And that's how you were born. <laughs> so disturbed. No, it was fine. It's fine because I learned like all about sex from television, which is awesome because my favorite show was The Golden Girls. Woo! Everybody shout out your favorite Golden Girl on the count of three. One, two, three. Rue McClanahan. Very, uh, yes. Um, every, it just means you all like old sluts. That's just what that means, which I do. But all those, Betty White better hold on. She better hold on. We need her. We need her. We need Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Betty White. Okay, making a shrine in my house. Um, I learned, like, all the practical stuff from the Golden Girls, like what to do if a man dies in your bed. You know? What to do if you have a crush on a priest. Very important stuff. Um, do you guys ever, like, you know, wake up and the only th thing you're looking forward to is, like, going back to sleep again? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you guys ever make, like, plans to go hiking at 5 in the morning? Journal with your gal pals. <laughs> then you take a bunch of sleeping pills and sleep until 5 in the afternoon. And you realize that was the perfect day. Sleeping the dark sleep of the dark lord. 
Do you ever look around your shitty apartment? Wish your shitty roommate would do the dishes more often? And then you realize you live alone. Um, I live alone. I tend to wallow in my own filth. The other day I was looking at my bed and I was like, is that blood or barbecue sauce? Either way, I'm hungry for ribs and I'm probably not pregnant. So I win. I'm winning. I'm I'm winning at life. If I were pregnant right now, I would ask each of you individually to come forward and throw a bowling ball at my stomach. Because that's where I'm at in my life, doing jokey jokes and make-em-ups. Um, the other day, I made a meal of like everything that was left in my apartment. I had split pea soup, microwave popcorn, and for dessert, cherry lube. It's delicious. Low in calories. Suck on a tube of that! Um, you guys have been great. Enjoy your show. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> Molly Fight, ladies and gentlemen! I love her. Let her hear it! This mic is wonky. Oh, this is for you. Thank you. You're so welcome! Oh, a round of applause for Molly! What she doesn't know is that her shoes are reflective glowing and I can't see anything but just little pitter patters of reflectiveness going down the aisle. Like, mm, that's way fun. Okay, you guys, guess what? We have a literal handful of comics left. Are you in this to win this? Are you in this to win this? Yes, thank you so much. Your next comic coming to stage, such a treat, such a delight. Words can't express how much this person is meaningful to the comedy community and community in general. And now my, now I'm to the point where my intros are getting weird. <laughs> He's took a knee. T- take a knee, please, because this, this could go on. Um, it could, and it will, and now I'm going to. Your next comic. Not only did I see his first open mic set ever, and he killed it. And then he kept going. And he got better. Significantly better. And then he's been what, twice now? Portland's Funniest Person competition? Sure. One, twice, we don't know. All the things. He gets ugh, I have I have to leave. Okay. Amazing artist. Amazing human being. Transcendent. Um for some reason the word Episcopalian came to but I know that that's not at all it just sounds like a pretty word but like it's not a cool thing to say but like it's, it has nothing to do with your next comic it was just a word that came out this next comic honestly one of my oldest friends in town as well This is my day, too. It's kind of like my birthday. Okay. Round of applause for your next comic coming to stage. The very hilarious Mr. Jason Traeger! 
Thank you so much. Now I have a name for my progressive metal band. Transcendent Episcopalian. The thinking man's metal. Ponytail metal. Pirate blouse metal. Sculpted sideburn prince style sideburn metal. Graphite. Base neck. metal <sighs> all night I've been thinking how does this figure into last night <laughs> I'm not good at math but I couldn't figure out how this balloon figured into last night <laughs> then I realized it's not a leftover decoration it's the third anniversary show for Control Yourself Mike run by Joe and Shinderly. Let's hear it for Joanne. It's a lot of work, a weekly show. Showcase, and then there's the mic afterwards. This is a comedy, comedy institution now in this town. In Portland, if you're around three years, you're like super old school. Right? Ah, that's a nice little color combo there. You know, you don't see a lot of kind of mid-color value balloons. Usually they push the spectrum. They lean towards the brighter end. Balloons. <clears throat> Put 2016 in the, uh, in the books last night, didn't we? Put that one to bed. Yeah. I don't... Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say I reject time completely, but I don't... Uh, you know, I don't, put, I don't have any great investment in it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Last night I was working a comedy show, so I did the countdown, but uh, I was being paid to do it. I, uh, had it been left to me, would have just stood in the moonlight at any old time last night and just said, eternal, burning, deathless, ever-present state of emergent becoming. I am yours, you are mine, indivisible, right? Butter. In all I am the butter, you're the butter, between us is butter, butter in all directions forever, right? We live on the desktop, we cannot know the computer. The dead can't die, they're already dead, the living live forever, death is always in the future. Then I kiss my girlfriend. Go, we made it, babe, again. Five minutes go by, I do the same thing again. No. no matter where you fall, I know we're divided, okay, of course, everybody knows this country is divided, right? We're divided in this room, right? And I'm just going to say, no matter where you are on the Portland political spectrum, you know, whether you're from tall bike crust clown anarchist imp all the way over to polar fleece OPB Volvo driving Thule on top democratic socialist anywhere on that vast spectrum that you might fall We can all agree 2016 was a year. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Started in January and ended last night. 
It was a year. Some in our country would say it was a hell of a year. The vast majority of us would say it was hell in the form of a year, of course. <laughs> I don't know. My own life, i got to say, you know. Challenges, of course, but could have been worse. Oh, my God. Could have been so much worse. Yours, too. You know how I know that? Because you're at a stand-up comedy show right now. Whatever the fuck preceded getting to a stand-up comedy show, if you're here, could have been worse. Sometimes I'm freaking out. I'm future tripping. I just ask myself, I say, Jason, are you or are you not at a stand-up comedy show right now? And if the answer is yes, like it is right now, I know I'm cool. <laughs> Lost a lot of celebs, man. Cultural icons, heroes last year. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds, back-to-back. I was just, what the... F- oh. Of course, we mourn on Facebook now. I saw a uh, Facebook friend of mine. By that, I mean person I've never met, never will meet. Um, I posted a thing about Carrie Fisher missing her, and it just said, no, all caps, three exclamation points, then the word unbelievable. No, unbelievable. That's what I'm, I thought, you know, I'm like, sad, sure, right? Unexpected? I wasn't expecting it. But unbelievable? She was a 60-year-old woman who treated her bipolar disorder with cocaine for 25 years, and she died at age 60 of a heart attack. That's not hard to wrap your head around at all. And we loved her, yeah, but it doesn't change, you know. Drugs take a toll. Keith Richards, right? Keith Richards, that's unbelievable. It's almost, it's cliche to talk about, but it's, it's unbelievable. He smokes every cigarette that's made, and then he has dudes roll more cigarettes for him each year. Everybody was getting scared, like, oh, God, 2016, don't take my favorite. Don't take Dolly, you know. Nobody was worried about Keith, and we love Keith, right? Everybody knew he's going to be cool. Oceans may be rising in the future, right? We've got to leave an island. thousand years still alive it looks like the ice man that they pulled off the swiss alps you know he's just like snaggletooth looks like he's made of saddle leather a couple stick and poke tattoos and a bag of weed <clears throat> lost my dad beginning of march Stepmom still hasn't forgiven me for that one. I said I would keep an eye on him. It's true. I, but it, in my defense, I was looking right at him, but he just happened to die while I was looking at him. I tried to talk him out of it. It's one of the big ones. Life-changing experience for me. And so much more so for Dad. I mean, it's been totally transformative. He's a powder now. You know how long I'd have to go to the gym this year? To become like sand? (laughs) I gotta start. Dad would want us to laugh. 
he put instructions for my brother and I for his uh, memorial, and in it he put that he wanted it to be about cheers, not tears. That's how he put it. <laughs> Thanks for laughing at my dad's dying wish. I'm glad it brings you pleasure. I do. I'm sincerely. Whatever makes you happy. Now, you didn't know my dad, of course, but if you had known him, you would know that was quintessentially him. Because if there was one thing dad cared about, it was micromanaging other people's emotions. <laughs> just like to dial it in. Like that control. <clears throat> when somebody you love dies, you got three choices, as I see it. You got one... They're gone forever, never to be seen again. Terrible, right? Don't even want to think about that. Two, you'll be reunited when you die on the other side, right? You'll see them there, which sounds good until you think about it. Then I'm like, wait a second. So I get over there. What's dad going to be like? Is it 79-year-old dad with a bad heart, you know? Or is it like 35-year-old dad in his prime, just like vital dad? But then I'm dead too, so I'm like 35-year-old me. I'm all, we're just like hanging out, trying to figure out. How I'm his son, and then mom shows up, and she's hot, and we're both just like, this is weird. She's 35, we're just like three 35-year-olds hanging. It doesn't make any sense, right? Could go, your sister dies, she's an alcoholic, right? It's like, does she drinking on it? She loves drinking, you know? Is she drinking over there? You're like, you don't want her to be drinking, but like, she's, she's already dead, so let her drink, right? Doesn't make any sense. Anyways. I go with the third way, which is to, he's with me always. He's a part of me. He lives on in my memory. He lives on in my neurosis as they radiate through the culture from me, right? That he passed them down. I spread them out. And, uh, yeah, you know, there he is. Costco, head to toe, Kirkland signature. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Haven't had sex with my girlfriend since he died. She won't do it anymore. Part of the deal, babe. <laughs> All right. You guys are so fantastic. Joanne, amazing job on this show. Thank you so much for having me here. It means the world to me. I love you. You're wonderful. Thank you. Jason Traeger, ladies and gentlemen. Do you see what I was talking about before? Awesome. You guys, three more. Three more. Let's do this. Your next comic coming stage, so excited. Also, the reason why I want to friendly remind you to get your cash out before we end to donate to a charity, local nonprofit, Rahab Sisters. I want to, I keep saying that funny, but it's it's an amazing. We talked about it before. Friendly reminder, keep some dollars out for that because it goes directly to our community, which is the greatest gift that you can give, and that's amazing. And also, this next comic coming stage, not only the chair of that organization, but so, so fucking hilarious every single time I've seen her for the past five years I've lived here. Cannot wait for this next human being to come to the stage. Round of applause for Crystal Kordowski, ladies and gentlemen! Don't judge my set by my nonprofit ways, helping the community, or do. You can decide. Um, Happy New Year, right? We've heard it all night. Happy New Year, 2016, 20. I, it was actually really awesome for me. I feel so bad about it, but I made the resolution that I was just going to fuck myself as much as possible in 2016. It doesn't matter what's going on anywhere if you just keep fucking yourself. So 
You guys, fuck yourself for 2017. Enjoy it. Um, I'm seeing a new shrink in 2016, too. Anyone else? Oh, I didn't know I was at the convention for uh, superior mental health here at Alberta Street Pub at 10.30 at night. Um, tried to get some help, and uh, uh, she told me after my first session that I have boundary issues. I was like, what? You haven't even seen my dick yet, lady. <laughs> and she didn't accept my next appointments. <laughs> If you know anyone, you obviously don't. You've proven that. Um, yeah, you've proven that. 2016, January last year, started out with an ex-boyfriend found me on Facebook after 20 years. Anyone else have that happen, right? It's like, dun, dun, dun. The name pops up in your messages, and you're like, oh, my God. And he messaged all these beautiful things, though. It was like, oh, my God, I've always wondered about you. You were so great and so special. And I'm, like, reading it. I'm like, oh, my God. And then he says... I'll never forget you because you were my first. I'm like, I don't even remember fucking this guy. <laughs> and I took, I've, 20 years I've lived and I took some motherfucker's virginity. Like, oh my God, bucket list, check. Virginity is mine. You know, like what? I couldn't respond for three days and finally I was like, hi. I took your virginity. And he said, no. You were my first. 69, you guys. Like, round of applause. If you remember, first and last name, your first 69. That's really surprising. And must be nice. It must be nice. I don't remember my first 69. But, you know, I didn't even know that was needed on my bucket list. I put it on there, checked it off, first 69. And then I unfriended that motherfucker forever. Bryce Gibson, you know? Um, I have a nine-year-old, the best segue, right? Like, you know, he remembered my first and last name and then researched to find my married name. So I'm the queen of fucking 69 and I'm a mom. So, um, yeah, nine-year-old. And it's weird, like, how many parents are here? Probably none. See, there's always shame claps from the back. Like, people don't even want to, they're like, fuck you, don't even remind me, you know? Uh, freedom stealing money, fucking takers. They're just, yeah. She's really sweet, though. Um, when she was five, I, they, they teach you so many things. Like, they, she's teaching me now the things that I've taught her. Like, when she was five, I was coaching co-ed basketball. Mount Scott Community Center. I'm painting the picture, guys, right? Painting the picture. Co-ed basketball. I've got the other team that we're playing. First time we're playing them. My team's horrible. Um, the fucking crowd is like they're stomping. Defense during warm-up. And I'm like, holy shit, it's the NBA. What's going on here? Like, we're fucking going to die. I go over and I have my daughter with me. I go over and introduce myself to the coach like you do. And I'm like, hello. And he's like, wow, hi. I've never... Do I know you? I'm like, no, we've never met. And he's like, well, I've never seen a girl coach basketball before. A grown man looked me in the eyes in front of my daughter. And it was heavy flow day. And inside, I just wanted to pull the plug and just free bleed and be like, bitch, I'm a woman, not a fucking girl, first of all. But my daughter was there and I was going to be dignified about this, you know? So instead... I flailed around like a maniac 
and was like, oh my God, it's crazy the things that we can do. I know arithmetic. I voted in the last election. I have a license to drive a motor fucking vehicle, motherfucker. I drove here. And they're still chanting defense in the fucking background, you know? Like, do you? I'm like, oh my God. My daughter looks up at me and I just walked away. I saw red, like, you know, heavy flow day red. I was like, whoa. And I started walking away and my daughter looks up and she pulls, mom, did you handle that respectfully? Like, how did the, how did she come out of me, number one? And then I'm like, I, what would you have done? And her five-year-old little voice says, Mommy, I would have done exactly what you taught me. I would have farted and walked away. <laughs> so, if I see you a lot of times and there's some weird smells, it's because I don't enjoy the conversation. Yeah. And she's ruined my body. We're going to get really gross. Um... It's really weird being pregnant and all the things that happen. And these, these boobs look really great right now because of this bra, this $100 bra. But if I took this bra off, it's like socks with grapefruits in them. What a roll. Like, when I look in the mirror naked, I'm like, oh my God, if, if Donald Trump took his toupee off and like his orange gross old man, like fucking skull, like I just have two of those here, you know? Like fleshy elephant trunks would just unroll. You know, they're just really bad. But they used to be cute, cute enough to where somebody named them. Anyone else have their tits named? See, it's really interesting. When I do comedy in Ohio where I'm from, like women are like, Thumb on Louise, like they're screaming, like it must be regional. And, but, yeah, mine were named Daisy and Violet after the Hilton sisters. Do you guys know them? Siamese twin actresses from the 1930s? Like, fucking stilf. Siamese twins would like to fuck, you know? But now after breastfeeding, it's like one died and the other one's just holding on the other one for comfort reason. It's just like, show me the sun, you know? I know. It's, this is really good birth control, so if you're white, don't have any more fucking babies. I'm joking. I love you. Um, I'm going to share one more thing. My, uh, my daughter's nine and a half, and since she's been six years old, she's obsessed with Anne Frank. She got one little children's book at the fucking library educating her goddamn self. And she's just, ups and I didn't know she had the book because I just let her get them. Six years old, right? I walk in her room and she's like, mommy, look at this book. Do you know who Anne Frank is? What's a Nazi? What's a concentration camp? Who was Hitler? What's a dictator? And I'm just like, holy fuck. God, just, just get some more books. You know, I don't know. They have children's books about Nazi Germany, I found out. It's amazing. Um, and she just kept reading about it. And um, so uh, about a month later, over a pack of gum, people, a pack of gum, I got the door slammed, sent her to her room. She slammed her door. She slides a note underneath the door. And I pick up the note, and it said, Mommy, I sometimes feel like I live in a concentration camp. And I am Anne Frank, a pack of gum people. And daddy is a dictator and you are Hitler. Just, she kind of knows who the boss is, you know? So I, uh, I gave her a journal and didn't feed her for a month. Thank you so much, Krista Kordowski.
be a show without some Jew jokes. <laughs> just happens. <laughs> this next comic is uh, his last time on this show as a Portlander. Oh, right, he's not dying, he's just moving. <laughs> to Brooklyn. <laughs> That's why I did that, I was hoping that would happen. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Portland's funniest person. Yeah. Round of applause for Noriko Ott. Ladies and gentlemen. Did some of you fucking pace picante my move just now? Like, New York City? What the fuck? Well, that's where the devil lives. You can't go there on your own. That's crazy talk. I'm going to apologize at the top, too. I, sometime in hour 15 of this comedy show, I got drunk, so I'm... It's going to be a real loose set. Sometime around my second semester of waiting to go up on stage, I had an extra shot of tequila, so there's going to be a bit... A little unstudied. What? Half an English major up here. Anyway... Yeah, I'm moving to New York. I'm moving there. There's a couple of reasons. Trump is their president, and I'm moving to New York because I want to get nuked first. I want to get... I don't want to hang out in fucking North Portland or Estacada, where the fuck you people live, waiting around, just learning how to boil kale in an old tire and shit, trying to survive. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not doing that at all. I'm moving to the center of that bullseye. You can come visit my shadow. It's going to be on the side of a bank. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get whisked up right first round in that Russian rapture. I'm going to get pulled right up into it. <laughs> give a shit. It's going to be fantastic. Another reason I'm moving is I work at a restaurant, and my restaurant is opening up a shop in Brooklyn, so I get to just get to have a shitty job right when I land. It's going to be pretty sweet. A uh, little, little bit of a caveat there. The restaurant I work at is a pizza place. So, you know that thing that New York desperately needs? <laughs> you know, I heard they dabble or whatever in pizza. But do they know how to make authentic, traditional, Portland-style pizza there? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to know how it's done. Are their pizzas delivered via slack line from around the city? I don't think so. That's us. Are their ovens heated with internet outrage? That's our town. <laughs> Is it made by a guy with a master's degree in art history, but still moonlights as a web designer and has a full sleeve tattoo of just art deco furniture on his, on his arm? I don't think so. That's Portland-style pizza that we get. That's how we do it here. But, yeah. So, um, uh, I, uh, yeah, we're going to pizza place, whatever. I fucking, um, uh, fuck that, I'll get that in a second. Uh, again, very loose. What's this, Takata? Fucking... I got engaged last week. I got engaged. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm really pumped. 
I got engaged because that's how sure I am Trump is going to blow up the world. Is that I was like, whatever you want, baby. How about we think about our future? (laughs) Ah. Ah, So good. I, uh... (laughs) No, we are in a weird time period, though. I feel like we're in a time period because cause Trump, you know, won the election, right? And then so something shitty happened, but he hasn't taken office yet. So something shitty happened. There's a bit of time now. And then something, then shit will go down. You know what I mean? Like we're in a weird window right here, right here, we're sitting in. And I feel like we're like the people of uh, Pompeii just looking up at a smoking Mount Vesuvius. Just being like, give it a chance. Give it a chance. We don't know how the... Sure, historically we know what happens when a volcano gets power, but we don't know for sure. The people of Alderaan in the shadow of the Death Star just going, Oof. I'm quitting Facebook. I can't deal with Facebook right now. Too much Facebook. <laughs> Fuck. I, yeah, I work at a pizza place. I, uh, my, my, I had a coworker this last weekend. Uh, they called in to work. They couldn't come in to work because, uh, quote, they were getting laid. That's why they couldn't come in. Get getting laid. They're present tense. They were getting present tense. What? I'm going to give a Bluetooth in? How are you doing this? How are you doing that? FaceTime me. Prove it. I hate to be that kind of boss. And make sure people are on the up and up getting laid and at first when somebody calls in getting laid you're like that's badass that's ballsy as shit I love that right but then it dawned on me I'm like did you just brag your way out of work is that what you just did right now we're all like I can't come into work today my Ferrari's too full of money I can't get in there sorry and I can't drive the other one that's my looking Ferrari I can't do that one hot air balloons full of gold bricks I just I'm stuck I can't do it I can't come into work today. My dick's too big. I can't do it. Can't do it. I woke up without the nutrients necessary to hoist the damn thing. And I just feel like I'm trapped under my horse like a cowboy. You know what I mean? I can't get up. You know what? In fact, do you have a car jack and a wheelbarrow? Because maybe if you can come to me, you can do this. I can't come into work today. I'm sorry. I got a free milkshake at Burgerville. And now I'm on heroin. So I can't come into work today. I just did a little bit of heroin. Not enough to get addicted, but enough to know what heroin's like. So can't do it. I'm so I'm just gonna sit on my couch, play some video games, eat some pumpkin cheesecake, maybe take a dump in this uh, hot tub full of pussy juice. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Watch this video of ISIS behead my grade school bully, and then uh, I can't come in to do, um, it's a full day. I can't make it a pizza. How much time do I have, Joe? Uh, Four, five. Such a professional. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, All right, this is my last chance because I'm moving out of of town pretty soon. So I I want to just talk a fat stream of shit about Portland if I can, just real fast. Uh, I love the place a lot. I really do. But you know, fuck you guys. And like, um, 
how come everybody in this town drives like their mushrooms just kicked in? Like, why is that a thing we do in this city? Everybody in this town drives like they just took Molly and they have that furry steering wheel cover and they're fucking lost in it. What is this? What? Is this a perfect circle of puppy snuggles? Cause it's uh, Oh, the light's red again. I get to hang out. So no. I've been behind people that drive so slow in this town that I swear to God they're being held hostage in their car and they're trying to get a message out through their brake lights. It's the only explanation. It's ridiculous. You know it takes too long to get anywhere in this town when you drive, uh, when you get beat to work by a guy on a recumbent bicycle. It's a little clue. Fuck those things too. We were like, I want to get some exercise, but I also want to lay down supine like a Renaissance madam in a clamshell. Oh, just on a chaise lounge hanging. Don't bother me, Reginald. I'm on my fainting bike. Please don't. Oh, you can paint me on the swing in a minute, Fragonard. I'm going to be hanging out. Just trying to get around town on my mobile gyno chair. Nobody bother me. We have the whitest Chinatown in the history of towns in other towns. Like, this is the whitest Chinatown. It's a Chinatown the same way there was, like, jobs in Detroit. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, where it's like, oh, yeah, they used to be there. We remember back in the day. Too sad? I don't give a shit. It's, it's true. Go there. It's like... <laughs> It's like going to Egypt and like looking at the pyramids like, hey, Pharaoh Town or something. It's like, they're gone. They're long gone. Uh, <laughs> what else? I, uh, okay, I'm going to end on this thing. I, um, uh, I went, me and my, me and my girlfriend got to, sorry, got to get over that, sorry. Me and my financier went to, uh, is that not how it's pronounced? <laughs> we went full white and just got brunch one day and I, we, <laughs> Just, you know, drawn to it like geese, you know what I mean? Flying whatever direction they fly. And I went and got, we got brunch and we, uh, we went to this place and there's always, there's this place in town and there's always a line around the fucking block for this fucking place. And the food is so shitty. It's so shitty there. It's like a prank being played on all you motherfuckers. It's like if Andy Kaufman owned a restaurant. It's swear it's jam. I don't give a shit if you know it. I went to jam and it sucks. It's a shitty. I don't care if I lose half this white audience. I don't give a shit. It's a shitty restaurant. Their menu is like three Bibles long and there's no seasoning on any of that shit. It's so flavorless. I got a biscuits and gravy that if I ate it with a blindfold, I'd be like, what is this water-soaked styrofoam with a dash of unsalted ghost on the top? It tastes like nothing. It tasted like an old man's memory of his grandfather's face. It tasted like nothing. Like nothing. It's like the mayor's son work in the kitchen. You couldn't fire him if you wanted to. Like, what is the fucking reason? for this shit. And the worst, like, what, like the, the, what, worse than that was that it wasn't the food, it was that the server came up and he, and he fucking took our order, but he pulled up a chair and sat down at our table with us. Fuck you. You're not invited to brunch, stranger. The fuck is that shit? Like, you just, like, imagine every time you stop for gas, a guy gets in your back seat, like, hey, how's it going? 
You guys thinking about gas or unleaded? What do you, how you wanna, hmm? Interest you in some premium today or? Your fucking recumbent bike gets hit by a Prius and the EMTs show up and lay down on the sidewalk with you. Like, hey, uh, you feel like a hemorrhage or how does that feel? Like a compound fracture? I'm the cool EMT. <laughs> fucking hate it. That's so personal. You're not in, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, when you meet someone's mom for first time, do you just shake boob? Like, what do you do? Like, it's, it's so fucking, you know? Uh, and, and like, and I'm also not like that kind of, uh, you know, guy who's like real jealous or whatever or competitive with people. But he clearly was one of those servers too. Was real cocky and like flirts with your partner the whole time, like right where you're sitting there. Like makes un. Because what are you gonna do? Stab a waiter in the neck in the middle of broad daylight? You can't do it. He knows that. So he's like, and he's like, so he's making unbroken eye contact, you know, with my partner the whole time, like not even looking at me. Like if I'm over here, he's like looking like, so uh, what do you want, sir? You, <laughs> right? You want some eggs or some shit? I'm fucking hi. How's it going? You want like a little dick meal? Probably, right? And I just had to take a guess. Fucking so I mean, in, uh, to be fair though, the guy doesn't know we're seeing each other. I mean, you know, sure we look like we're brother and sister, but we're not. You know what I mean? And yeah, we tell people that because it's funny when we kiss, but that's not what happened this time. It's not what we did today. And then, as if to like totally justify like my thoughts about it, the dude uh, drops off the check, right? And on the top of the check, he's drawn a picture of a tank and the words, Tank you. You ever find yourself wishing a terrorist attack on someplace? Like, ever doing that? You're like, legally, can I just tip off ISIS? Is that, like, against the rules? Can I just be like, have you thought about this place? It's full of white people, maybe. <laughs> I think the very worst part of all, though, is that it totally worked because, like, my fiance was like, oh my god, he was so nice. Oh, did you see the picture? It was adorable. It wasn't nice. Uh, anyway, I guess that's it, you guys. Thank you so, so much. Uh, I love you so much, Portland. You guys have been great. Thank you. Have a really good night. Dave off. I know what I did. Steven and Matt came in here on their day off for this show. And you guys packed the fuck out the house. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. 